we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Queery Cast with the Larry Queery Lie. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Hey there, just realized after recording that there is a slight interference in the background. A bit irritating, but I hope it doesn't kill your experience of this week's episode of the Criticast. Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Criticast. The name is Larry, and it's such a big pleasure being with you on this fascinating episode. It's got so much packed for you for this week's episode. Uh, episode 220. Oh, such a beautiful number. I just think 220 feels like nice and delicious. It's just kind of like two, two, and zero. And two is always a good thing. And it's a week of romanticism. So two people together. But but let's not become a foursome and then the other two didn't pitch up. It could be a weird situation. <laughs> other six episodes of the Criticast, I'm talking about the COVID-19 vaccines and also updates from the government of Zimbabwe and as far as that. And also some com- some comments from people on whether they would take the vaccine or not. So some of them are audio and the other ones are going to read out some of the ones that I'm going to read out. It kind of, it's kind of weird, people. You just got to do weird things. And uh, finally, in the final segment, I'm going to talk about aromanticism. I put it up on our website, 3-mob.com, a couple of days ago, and it tried, it gained a lot of traction. So I decided to bring it onto the Criticast, of course, with a little more voice and less booky, less written format, just talking about aromanticism. You might just be aromantic. Let's find out. But anyway, in the first segment, I'm just going through some of the top stories. The big one for me is that very traumatizing video of that man was beating up his wife the good thing which is kind of a bad thing at the same place because the bad thing has to happen in order for the good thing to happen is that all of that was caught on camera and you know it's just annoying when you it's just very galling you know it's like um cyrus from cyrus the virus from uh what is that con air said People like that, people who abuse women, are a cross between a cockroach and that stuff that accumulates in the corner of, mouth, of your mouth when you're thirsty. They're just really disgusting people. The way he really is going at her, trying to beat her up really aggressively and so forth. And when he tries to stomp on her head, the thing for me is the person who's filming it is letting this happen. So for me, that's very, it's very traumatizing. But it also then gives, gives you, gets you asking the question, how many other women are being beaten? up in their homes and it's not recorded and it's beaten up so aggressively and so on no one is stopping the person this guy started stomping on her head and no one is sto- stopping that situation in effect i still don't understand the filming aspect i'm glad it was caught on films this is giving uh prominence to the issue but the problem also is that there isn't really that traction that has taken place maybe because uh i don't i don't want to take shots at ngos because it's the easy thing but everybody should be getting involved in this maybe it's because i don't know people get more involved in these things when they come from south africa and when you hear about abuse and people tweet from their countries like that sort of thing and maybe we as the media and i'm putting myself in that because i think we haven't done enough in as far as that that is concerned have to speak more about 
uh, gender-based violence and violence in the homes and you speak about it and, and instead of just like okay, you know say you know whatever happens you know a couple of people did this or the other and this and that's why it's uh, you know it, what I mean by that there was this say a, a few passing reports under COVID-19 where people just said oh well there's more gender-based violence than COVID-19 and if you look at a lot of that information that was being used was coming from other countries in spite of the fact that there were some quotes from, take say, Mutasa and a couple of a couple of other organisations that monitor gender-based violence and so forth. Um, and and given that sort of scenario, I think there has to be more work around gender-based violence in Zimbabwe, and not just those days in November and December when people just kind of, you know, I guess I suppose maybe they get paid for it, whatever. Maybe that's why people are more active during that that time. Sixteen days of activism against gender-based violence. I think it's every day should have activism against gender-based violence. And whoever the sicko is should be caught and incarcerated, thrown into jail, throw the key away, stop beating up women. What's wrong with you? You're weird. You're you're, you're twat. Moving on to other stories this week, uh, Zimbabwe cricket team, got by the women's cricket team, is the first uh, organized sport to get into action. I think whether well, the first or the second last time because the first time was the women's Zimbabwe women's domestic team a men's domestic team and the Zimbabwe women's domestic team I think Zimbabwe cricket is the only sport that is un- under COVID-19 has restarted um, the sport in both times but they, they're playing Pakistan in three ODIs and three T20I international matches and they will be play- they're playing at Harare Sports Club in a in a in a bubble, a biosecure bubble. So, so the good thing is, the Zimbabwe cricket is screening uh, these matches online on their YouTube and Facebook pages. So, if you want to watch the matches, you can watch them for, for free over the internet. So, that's a good thing. So, you'll be able to catch uh, the girls playing cricket then. Uh, some bad news coming out of um, Namibia is that. And this just happened um, on on Wednesday night. Air Namibia has been closed. It's just been it's just wrapped up. And this comes a few weeks after Green Greyhound and City Line from South Africa also locked up. And I'm guessing because there isn't that much travel that is happening, it's it's just made it difficult for all sorts of entities that might have been struggling or whatever the case may be to stay afloat. Now, with the the details around Air Namibia are not clear, but it's a, a, a cabinet decision was uh, made to go into voluntary liquidation. And so Air Namibia is going to cease operations on, tu- on Thursday, the 11th of uh, uh, February. This is a sort of like with immediate effect. So if you have... If you had an um, airline that you had planned, you were going to fly to Namibia on one day or the other, you just got to cut it off now. It's just not going to happen. So, which is sad now because we just don't have direct flights between Zimbabwe and Namibia anymore. And I've got my sister and my nephews and my nieces and so forth over that side. And so I can't go and see them directly. I've got to go through a bus or go fly through South Africa. But uh, I don't know. It's sad. And also some sad news. Uh, Rwanda Air is, in, uh, is also, uh, has ceased operations, well, not ceased operations, has stopped flying to Harare for because of COVID-19. I don't know, um, because of the variant, the South African variant, I don't want to call it the South African, the South African discovered variant. There's every possibility that it didn't come from South Africa, as in it did not originate from South Africa. But because of that, they've decided they're going to take a break a little bit. Taking a break from flying into Zimbabwe as well is the Emirates Airlines, who will be, have stopped the Zimbabwe route for, for uh, two weeks, from the 13th to the 28th 
of uh, February, they say operational cost. That could be maybe because of COVID-19 lockdowns and that sort of thing. Does it make sense to, to do, go on that route when there's a much activity happening? That might be the case. They didn't say what it was, but that might be the case. And um, second from last story that was big this week, Ebony, I mean, oh, not Ebony, um, Ebola in the DRC, and I feel sorry for those guys. After three months after the 10th wave was done, the 11th wave could be starting. Or is it? No, was the, no, it was the 11th wave that finished three months ago. They uh, discovered a case in northern um, uh, DRC. It's not clear whether it's going to be a wave or just an issue, uh, a case of one person's got it. They've, they've done contact tracing for a lot of people, so they're waiting for information to see if other people have caught it. But she, the, the lady who died on the 3rd of February, was a... Um, was, um, a was a wife, yes, was a wife to the, a man who had caught it in the tenth, in the eleventh wave, and finally, two big icons died this week. That was um, the Christopher Plummer. He, you would have seen him on um, all sorts of films, but the one that you're famously seen, it's known for is The Sound of Music, uh, opposite uh, when he was the Bar Bar Baron Von, Tra Von Trapp or something like that, I can't remember. It was, I was so young when I saw it. Yeah, but anyway, he passed away. And also passing away is Mary Wilson, who was one of the original, uh, the Supremes, if you know that American group. So rest in peace to all of them. It's Larry, and you listen to The Criticast. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. 76 to 86% efficacy has been endorsed by the World Health Organization and is already being used in several countries, for example, Brazil, Indonesia, Pakistan, Morocco, Turkey, among many other nations. This donation of 200,000 doses and an initial batch of 600,000 doses which Zimbabwe government has purchased are expected in the country by 15 February 2021 and the first week of March 2021, respectively. An aircraft will be dispatched to China no later than 13 February 2021 to collect these vaccine doses. Meanwhile, Russia has donated some of its Sputnik vaccines with negotiations ongoing for the procurement of more vaccines. India has also promised to provide vaccines and the, and the Zimbabwe is expecting some vaccines through the Africa Union vaccination program, COVAX. The government of Zimbabwe has set aside 100 million US dollars to procure around 20 million vaccine doses to immunize 60% of the population, which will help us attain herd immunity. Through this initiative, we will vaccinate 10 million Zimbabweans. My fellow Zimbabweans, let us learn from our experiences and those of others when it comes to this fight against COVID-19. The choice of vaccines 
has to be science-based, following adequate research and guided by proper findings. Furthermore, the choice of vaccine will be determined by availability and efficacy. Government of Zimbabwe has already developed a deployment plan mapping the priority groupings for rollout of this vaccine. No one will be left behind in this fight against COVID-19. That is the voice of the information broadcasting services. What, what information publicity and broadcasting services minister? <laughs> They've got so many words in them, so sometimes they get caught up. Information Publicity and Broadcasting Services Minister Monica Muchangwa speaking to the media on Wednesday evening in which she talked about the vaccine rollout strategy. Not the details around it, but at least we know that vaccines are coming into the country. And um, before I, 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 I delve into it, just to give you a where we are as a country with it, uh, we are 14%, like we're down 86% really from our peak in as far as cases are concerned. We're now almost around 4,000 active cases. I think the last time I checked 4,029 and our figures for for the number of um, of new infections in Zimbabwe are delving in the lower hundreds and to middle figures. Sometimes I think there was a point that went down to around 60 something. Our deaths are still a bit high because we're still looking at about uh, between probably 10 and 15 deaths per day sometimes getting to 20 but certainly in the last week two weeks or so it's, it's sort of been chilled in Zimbabwe we're still under lockdown at the moment uh, the president of Zimbabwe will speak anytime the next couple of days to tell us if there's any relaxation that's taking place but getting it take into context that we are 12th in Africa in terms of infections deaths and no, in terms of deaths and infections total infections with uh, what's the number we at 13th 12, 11th, one of those numbers. But anyway, I think there, there might be some relaxation, fingers crossed. So before I talk about my thoughts on the vaccine, I asked a couple of people, would they take the vaccine? And this is what they said. Hi, Larry, how are you doing? Yeah, of course I'm going to be taking the vaccine when it comes. Um, it's to protect myself and the people around me. I care about a lot of people that are around me that are very high risk. And for this vaccine to work, we have to get vaccinated. A lot of people have to get vaccinated. So I'm going to do my part and get vaccinated. I think the apprehension with this vaccine is because it came out so fast, but you'll find a lot of people that are complaining about it, haven't even read about the vaccines that are out there. They haven't even tried to research on what the side effects are or what has happened to other people that have decided to do the vaccine. So definitely I'm going to do the vaccine. I've done my research and I think the pros outweigh the cons. So yeah, I'm going to do it. Yekuti, um, it took them years to find um, SARS and Ebola still, the, the cause still hasn't been found, but with COVID, it's like one year, everything is suddenly like, yeah, it came from like there's more information and more data. I'm just being a conspiracy theorist, but uh, yeah. Hi, Larry. Okay, personally, myself, I would not take the vaccine. Um, reason being that it's something that we are being forced into. They're literally imposing it on people without our consent, without free will. 
um, secondly it's because it's something that they have made in under a year and it hasn't yet been tested thoroughly to really assure someone of how effective it is and if there are any chances of life-threatening side effects so personally myself i am not willing to be counted among us there are their numbers of their field statistics i am still a young woman who hasn't yet got to enjoy the pleasures of life i don't have a family i don't have kids and i wouldn't want to have myself fall victim to something that no one knows how or the outcomes in in the long run look at viruses and diseases such as the hiv and aids um the cancer as well it has taken them a lifetime to try mitigate and try source out a cure for these things so what assures one that this time around they could have got it right in less than a year you see so personally myself no i'm not i will drink water <laughs>so some very interesting views there that have been shared uh from people say i'll take the virus and of course common things that people have been very uncomfortable about taking not the virus the vaccine <laughs> yeah no one wants to take the virus seriously no one wants to take the virus and i suspect i may have had it but i didn't get positive for so i don't know what the case may be like i said i told you the story before so anyway a couple of people's uh those are three people that i just picked out from the opinions other people just kind of saying the same thing yes i will why will and why would i not so i just kind of got on those three so um before i read out the other ones i just i just want to take out the first one is like yeah i'll take it babe but i understand how people have got the apprehensions the second one was sort of like yeah you know why is it uh, everything's happening at so much warp speed and i think the third one is also kind of the same thing and why are people forcing it why is it being imposed on us i'm still young and so forth and all that other stuff now the first one um okay it's pretty straightforward i'm just going to take the 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 the, the 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 vaccine and uh I, i'm happy for that because personally i think um we take for granted how the world has come forward that a lot of human beings are living only to the age of 30 or 35 and so forth especially in parts of the world that were not as developed as the rest of the world and still we're still exposed in as far as africa is concerned and south america and so forth and right now if it wasn't for the fact that for example china russia and india are coming in to fill a gap that the the global north that is the western world is just kind of abdicated from and decided that they're just going to take care of themselves and nobody else then we'd be in all sorts of trouble we'd be we'd be in we'd be in pool right now but um it, it just of course it speaks to the issue of global leadership i think china and russia are beginning to jump into that space that have been left vacant i don't think it's necessarily left, left vacant i think empires tend to rule in cycles and i think the time of the united states may be waning a little bit we might not we might be moving away from more from a unipolar world to a by you know where there's more than sort of uh, 
one voice telling everybody how to behave and if you don't do it there's a big stick that will beat you up and so forth and they will deny you access to aid and so forth because you're not being nice or following the way that they want to do things but this is that's a story for another day in fact in, in effect just to illustrate that the world health organization this past a week uh said that the um, the what you call it, uh, they had found no evidence that, uh, rather, there was where it was extremely unlikely that the COVID-19 vaccine came out of a lab and leaked from a lab and resulted in it being, so they're just kicking out the whole conspiracy theory that is man-made. And uh, even social media platform Facebook is saying that it's now beginning to chop that off. Every, every time there's a conspiracy around man-made vaccines and so forth, is, is cutting that out. I have a problem with censorship, but there's a discussion for another day. <laughs> but uh, the United States has come out and said, look, we're going to do our own research and do whatever we and, and do and, and decide whether this uh, this comes from the origin that the World Health Organization is concerned. And you think after the Biden, the Biden administration came and has said, we're going to work with multinational in institutions, they want to be more involved. In effect, the leader of the of the, um, the, 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 what do they call it, the mission to China was, came out, it's a scathing attack. He's an, he's an American citizen and said, the United States government can come and talk to me at any, any point in time uh, about uh, the findings I have, that I have access, the White House can, can come and talk to me about them. And uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's dirty. And he come out and says, because the American, has, the American government has been so wrong so many times, it's like, yeah, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> Let's get back to vaccines. Vaccines is easier to talk about. It's more neutral, but not actually neutral. In the, in the world right now, anything is political. It's just get political. Say, I could just say snake, and it could become a political discussion because about Adam and Eve, and essentially someone who's a Christian will say, why are we talking about this and not talking about the other thing? But anyway, um, speaking of um, the... The, the vaccine itself. There was the worry about how we got so much information so little time. We haven't re been, re if you remember what COVID-19 is, it's, a, it's part of a bunch of a, a coronaviruses and the, a cor coronaviruses we've had like from SARS and so forth. And SARS is taking the, what you call it, 10 years. Uh, it took 10 years to find out its origin. And uh, what you call it, uh, what's the other one? Um, HIV, we still don't know. Ebola, we still don't know. So it takes years to find out and discredit certain information. But we've been investigating for a, lot, uh, for a long time. So, so when, you, when, when a lot of us think of COVID-19, we sort of think of it as a brand new, absolutely never happened. But it's a brand new type of coronavirus. So it belongs to a coronavirus family. So you kind of can track where coronavirus is coming from. And if you're talking about, talking about how quickly the vaccine has come out, in 2016, we came close to getting a vaccine done in the world, but there was no one willing to pay for it. So when you know, the, the guys from Pfizer, from AstraZeneca, from Sputnik and so forth were investigating how to come up with a coronavirus vaccine, they were not coming, coming from zero. It was, it, was, it was loads of work that had already been done years before. And we'd come close, as I said, uh, to getting uh, a vaccine in 2016, but there was no appetite for it because uh, in spite of the fact that there was a warning, there was a warning that there would be some disease that would come in a couple of years. Um, a lot of people were sort of like, nah, conspiracy, conspiracy theory, this is not going to happen.
uh, and then it came and then this is where we are and now uh, a lot of the research that's been happening for years and sometimes decades is coming into fruition and we just have better technology right now the things that your phone can do compared to what scientists could do years ago is is crazy you can do, do perform all sorts of tests i mean there's an app that i came, that i came across that which you can test um your, your your pulse for example and people are like, oh, wow, yeah, it is wow. Human beings are, pretty, are doing some pretty decent things. And as far as uh, there was one who was saying that is being forced on us, actually in Zimbabwe, no one is forced to take the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. But I just kind of say, you know, the world has come in such a long place. Human beings used to die at the age of 30 or 35, for whatever the case may be, because there was just no vaccine. And for anything. You die from diseases like polio, from cholera and so forth. Um, you know, I don't know, is that cholera vaccine? Maybe typhoid, yeah. The, you die from weird diseases that you used to die from long ago. But now because of vaccines, the world will live longer and we, we, we create a safer world. And sometimes you getting the vaccine is not necessarily about you, even though you're young and healthy and so forth. You can become a carrier, a silent, silent carrier of the disease. And remember this research that came out, if you don't know, uh, instead of saying remember, there's research that came out that said if you catch COVID-19, uh, there's, there's every likelihood that you can catch it in five months again. And it won't be like, a, it might not necessarily be mild, it might be an even bigger attack. So do you want to be getting sick every, uh, sick every, 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 every five months? And also, if you're going to be a silent carrier and you're, you're healthy and so forth, remember that you can still infect other people. So it's not just about you, it's about what you do to save everybody else. And so, yeah, as far as, am I going to get, uh, get it? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. As soon as it's available for my age group and my type of people, I'm, I wanted to go to the people that are, that are going to need it the most, the, the frontline workers, the, 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 the elderly, the people who are most exposed, people with comorbidities. As soon as they get theirs, I want mine. Totally, totally want mine. It's Larry. Listen to the Criticast. It is time. Listener discretion is advised. It is Larry. It is the Criticast. Always the final segment we talk about relationships, and it be, it's it's an odd one given that it is the time of you know love and stuff, and I should be talking about romantics. And but I then decided a romanticism is actually an interesting thing because the people who are as far as this definition uh, before I get carried away, it is uh, it is essentially come across. It's it's essentially. Um, how do I put it simply? It's not about sex. So there's a difference between being asexual that's not interested in sex. So romantic, aromantic people feel little or no romantic attraction to people. That is that they do not have a desire to have a romantic relationship with somebody. Uh, so I'm going to complicate it a little bit later in terms of it getting crazy. Now, how did I come across it? First of all, I, you know, I came across an actor, a director by the name of Michaela Cole. She's a British director, Michaela Cole. This came after there was some hullabaloo about her not getting nominated for some award or whatever the case may be. Uh, I think it was the Emmys or Global Globe Awards, something she was not nominated for. And so I just decided like, uh, you know what, 
uh, I don't know who this woman is. I googled her and found out at some advert where they're talking about a relationship and so forth. Uh, in an interview in 2018, she said, I googled aromanticism and I was very much like, oh, that's me. Uh, which means if I, if you tell me to, do, to dress up nicely because we're going to a dinner with candles, it's not going to mean a lot to me. Uh, it's a waste of money and I have ingredients at home. Things like weddings and the expense of these things. I would rather settle for the rest of my life with a person. So somebody's like, yeah, okay, Sue, so why would you settle with somebody if you're aromantic? And that's the great, great, that's the, that's the thing. Some aromantic people do enter into romantic relationships without feeling romantic attraction to the person whom they are in it with. I know a lot of people are like, no, but you have to feel something. You've got to be like feeling like so forth. You've got to be wanting to be in the relationship. But, you know, some people get into a relationship because they want to have safe sex. They want to have sex with the same person over and over again so they can have sexual attraction to somebody. Um, so, and, 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 and that's a reality. Be, that many people don't understand. Some people you just want to be in a relationship with because you want to have consistent access to sex. And that, and whether that's going to be, you want to be mushy, you want dates and so forth, you're not really interested in that. You don't, you don't really want to be in those kind of, in, that, in that sort of situation. But, and some, sometimes it's, it's just down to the fact that you want to have somebody to talk to. And that's another reason. And the terms and conditions of it is that you're just going to stick around with them and be happy with them. But the whole thing where the roses are brought, bought for you and so forth don't really mean anything to you. Now, what are some of the signs that you might be aromantic? So take a note, but take some notes. Um, take a notebook. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know, write them in your phone. But whatever it is. First of all, the one of them is you can't imagine being romantically attracted to somebody. Now, this is not kind of a situation where you can't see yourself being romantically attracted to a specific person is about being romantically attracted to anyone in general that is in life just in general that's just really just no one just zero it's just not possible in effect the another reason another put the way it gets to the next stage is where you're neutral or even sometimes put off by the idea of being romantically attracted to a person to any human being the idea of romanticism also just just gives you a panic you kind of go into a fit now i never went that far i think there was a year that i was aromantic where the idea of being romantically involved with somebody was kind of like one of those things that was about as exciting as having your testicle uh, testicles chopped off so i was kind of like a situation like oh gosh you can't it must be like two years and this is not so long ago i think it's probably like 10 years ago or something like that if not less where just, just the thought of being in a romantic situation with any human being just kind of freaked me out. Like, this person's going to always be around. Oh, gosh. And, and you know, you just want to go and they want to have romantic things. People say, try to say romantic things to me, and I just like, Ugh, oh, my goodness, I don't want to hear that. Sometimes like, when the conversations went that way, I was just like, oh, my goodness. And, you know, sometimes you act out uh, just to avoid those kind of situations. Now, another sign is you can't even imagine what being in love feels like. That's another thing. You just you don't know what being in love is like. It's just a kind of like one of those situations where you're where you're just kind of like, yeah, OK, 
uh, I suppose it's a feeling you, you just that other people have that you don't relate to and even when you see movies and so forth where other people just typically watch these movies where there's like romanticism you just don't feel anything where people are just you know for weddings and funerals like oh they're gonna, you just kind of like oh that sucks it's, it's like feel like drinking boiled spine or something like that you can't relate to other people talking about their romantic situation somebody telling you about how they had such a great date or whatever the case may be you're just sitting there like yeah okay I don't know what you're talking about I'm totally clueless you've never had a crush on anyone like I said for me it was two years but there's some people who have never had a crush on any human being in their entire life they may have been fascinated but not romantically interested in somebody now now remember there's a difference between a crush and lust so they may have lusted over somebody and ended up having sex with them but the idea of thinking of something long term they don't think of in as far as that that uh, that situation uh so sometimes you get into a relationship not because you want one but that is what is expected so family says hey dude you're you're like they're weirdly old now we've never seen you with a girlfriend so you can't like okay well you know in case they might think something weird about me i'm just going to get into a relationship that's just expected or maybe at work um people expect you to be like settled or just be seen with somebody that's why you get into a relationship uh and finally uh you, sometimes you as i say you get into the relationship because of the sexual attraction you just want to have sex and when they say things like i love you you feel obligated to say it, not because you feel it but because it's a normal thing to say and it sometimes it's down to panic <laughs> you want to just get it out of the way so that's a romanticism i don't know are you a romantic get in touch with me on twitter at query query is got a y i at the end on or you just get onto facebook and just look for larry query remember the or our twitter there's a no instagram larry query i don't know if people get in touch with me on instagram over the query cast i don't think anyone has ever gotten in touch with me over the podcast so i'm not even oh there was some congratulatory messages a couple of years ago when i got to the 100th episode and also when i got to the 200th episode so yeah does it count? I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know. Some people DM me. People DM me over weird things. It's just kind of like, yeah. Not anything that induces aromanticism, by the way. This is, <laughs> I don't mind DMs, by the way. If people are DM thinking, oh, we've been DMing, but maybe he really hates it. No, I don't mind being DMed. In fact, on Twitter, all my DMs are open. So anyone who has got a Twitter account can DM me to get in touch with me. And also my email is larry at 3-mob.com. Um, three, Larry at 3-mob.com so Larry at 3mob.com remember this podcast is published by uh, Three Men on a Boat and also keep in mind that uh, you can now access uh, the, the, the Cast by just going to your browser and going to creditcast.co.zw and also very interesting you can also get get the criticast by going to your uh, uh itunes <laughs> what they call it i keep trying to remember it's called apple podcast now google google podcast Podchaser. there's a whole bunch of number of platforms that you can subscribe to on the criticast spotify and a couple of other platforms so that every time there's a new episode you get a notification and be able to listen on any device that you like so that's it for this week's episode of the criticast and so I end off by uh, with one quote from the professor on um, what's this? I've been watching it. Money Heist. Yes, that's available on Netflix. What he said was, "You can achieve your dreams without hurting anyone. 
It's been Larry. It's been the Criticals. Take care of yourself. Asiri, siya Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.